Hi and welcome to our podcast called the GDPR series where we discuss data protection, privacy and cybersecurity matters that ordinary people in everyday businesses face. We have a series of really interesting and lovely guests and we hope you enjoy listening along with us. Thank you, Louise, so much for joining us. Louise is from SmartFox. Um, we're going to have a short chat about GDPR in the context of a real business, okay? Not from the perspective of, you know, the GDPR consultants that you would have seen kind of in other videos or GDPR service providers. Um, Louise is a fantastic personality in Cork and online. Louise is very involved in Network Cork um, besides uh, promoting her own services, LinkedIn services online. And um, I'd just like to say personally, Louise, like I love following you because you you do offer tips and advice to people. And it's just like these, these lovely tidbits that you can get from your feed that are so helpful. So thank you for that. I'll hand it over to you to um, introduce yourself there while I share the screen with your site, Sam. Yeah, no problem. So hi, everyone. Um, thanks, Philippa, for that lovely introduction. So my name is Louise Bunyan, and uh, I'm a freelance digital marketing consultant and also a social media trainer. But I suppose I would be most well known for being a LinkedIn specialist. So I have a few different elements to LinkedIn. So the first one is I go in-house into companies and I train up sales teams and business development teams and how to use LinkedIn as a sales tool. But also we look at like the personal profiles, we look at company pages and I kind of cover the entire A to Z. And then the other element then is I work with job seekers and job changers um, on how to kind of like overhaul their LinkedIn profiles, how to really build that, um, you know, personal brand. But also if, if they're full time employed and they think about changing jobs, you know, how we kind of keep things under the radar a little bit, yeah. like changes that we're making on our profiles, but also th that whole job section on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, you know, how to really kind of manipulate all the free elements. And then a new part of the business that I started quietly kind of piloting um, last year, late last year, is online one-to-one -one training, which is absolutely fantastic and I love it. So I work with entrepreneurs, uh, salespeople, like online one-to-one, -one, but then I also work with, again, the job seekers, job changers, and they love it because it's, confidential it's in yeah. the privacy of their own home they don't need to drive and they get yeah. me for yeah. for an hour like one-to-one -one. and yeah. then very exciting which I'm I'll be piloting uh, shortly and, and kind of yeah. working with the beta group is my online course so yeah. um, I'm starting with LinkedIn for job seekers so it's everything that I would do kind of in a workshop um, yeah. but split into short little videos. Um, so again, no matter where you are in the world, you yeah. can watch these videos, everything I do anyway, uh, in workshops. Um, and you can kind of learn at your own pace, at your own yeah. time. So I'm really excited about that. It's a, you know, it is a yeah. big project and it has been in the pipeline now for a long time. So we're kind of yeah, but it's quality, like it's, yeah. it's real quality. You know, it's not just a rush job and it's yeah. not just a, a fast money making scheme. Like I, I think I've said no. to you a couple of times mm -hmm. before, this notion of passive income is, mm. is a bit of a myth because like the the absolute immense amount of work that goes into putting something like this together in an excellent way 
you know people don't see that side of it so yeah yeah, like i'm sure you know that yeah yeah. you know (laughs) yes yeah my my keyboard my keyboard is ruined forever typing out (laughs) audit questions and answers now yeah yeah yeah. i want to say one thing before i go back to the privacy side of things and Mm. that is to say like um most people would know that we came from south africa and there are people sort of coming over in a regular stream you know and and moving around the world because that's life today you know Mm. people come and go in different places and i would say that you know with somebody like you you have the the local expertise and the local knowledge um and where linkedin is a global platform i think one aspect that you bring to services when you work one-on-one with people is that that um, localization um, of their profiles mm. to meet the expectations of the people receiving information. I know that's a roundabout way of, of saying something probably quite simple, but when you know when you move to a different country, you don't know really what the business culture is. Mm. So mm. you really bring that um, as value to the table. You know, understanding the business culture and understanding the terminology that people would want to see or here, mm. you know, um, mm. and I think that's that's a very valuable part of, of what you do. So this courses online is just a really amazing resource for people who are coming into Ireland, you know. I think Thank that's you. a good yeah. point. Do you know, it's yeah. funny, um, I remember in, in one of my workshops, um, it was like just an open workshop that I run, like 10 people from all different types of businesses. Yeah. And there was a guy who was a sales director, um, and he was English but they had been living um here for about maybe two years and in the training I was saying that like yes LinkedIn is amazing but you also have to get out there you have to shake hands you have to network um and then in Ireland you just don't know who knows who um like I've had brothers referring their sisters onto me um and this guy he just kind of started laughing and he said yeah he goes I was trying to get into this company for about like six seven months and he said, my little kids go GAA training. Um, and he was at one of the training um, sessions and he just got yeah. talking to one of the other dads. And yeah. he, yeah, they just started chatting and he said, oh, what do you do yourself? And he goes, I'm sales director for this company. And this guy kind of worked in similar industry. And the sales director said, yeah, like I'm trying to get like a contact. I'm trying to get introduction to yeah. like ABCD Limited. Yeah. And the other guy started laughing and said, yeah, look, leave it with me. Uh, I know somebody who knows somebody. And then next thing he got a, a message the next week yeah. going, here's a name, here's a phone number. He'll yeah. give you like 15 minutes. That's amazing. So yeah, and the, the sales, the, this English sales director was saying like, Ireland is a very different uh, landscape than, than the UK. Yeah. And personally, you've had an impact on me, Louise, in that regard. Um, and I'm quite happy to say it because mm. I, my comfort zone is, is sort of <laughs> behind the screen. This, you know? this, yeah. yeah, behind yeah, the keyboard. It, I, yeah. It's very uncomfortable <laughs> for me to go out and actually make, not make the effort. That's not the mm. problem. Mm. Is, is, go into a group of people and say hey this is me this is what I do because yeah. I'm so used to listening to people especially in my work that mm. I forget that it's so mm. important to get out and tell people what I do because it can help them exactly like what you're doing now you know mm. we need to get that message out and say listen this is what I do I can make your life easier I can mm. enrich it and I can make it far better yeah 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 especially with the line of work you do yeah. Um, which we, we know we'll get on to shortly, but um, it's invaluable and it's a necessary, you're an expert in what you do and it's a necessary service. And yeah. 
like the peace of mind that you give that um you know we're going to do things properly like when it comes to data like you can you know you can read all the stuff online and think you have an idea but there's a huge gap there's a huge difference yeah. there yeah same 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 on your side so mm. getting right back into that you were talking mm. about one point specifically before i get to the mm. question and this is so it's so important because it's so real now when i asked you if we could make the video i said to you i think that there's a disconnect with mm. the language that I mm. use online, it's very technical, mm. where people are not quite connecting with the message that needs to go out. So thank you very much for helping me get that message out, because you actually just have done a huge part of it and you haven't realized. Oh. You said when you started, you said you help people fix up their profiles for job seeking purposes in a way that it's kind of under the radar. Mm -hmm. And we all we all know somebody, <laughs> if not a few people, who have just like kind of blundered their way through this. Yeah. And it's been so damaging to their career and it could have been very delicately handled. Mm -hmm. And so that getting back to my technical side, we would mm. say employees and job seekers are a vulnerable group of data mm -hmm. subjects. Mm, okay and, yes really you know, interesting and yes. immediately here in, in this example we can see exactly why they're a vulnerable they're considered mm. to be a vulnerable group of mm. data subjects because their entire their entire life their private life their home life their family everything gets affected if they make one mistake mm. or something comes out publicly that shouldn't come out mm. you know has a huge impact on their life. So mm -hmm. when we're doing our data protection work with like CV related stuff, you know, and, and job um, yeah. application processes, you know, mm -hmm. HR mm -hmm. in general, we're mm -hmm. acutely aware of, yeah. you know, the separation between public and private space and what should come into a workplace, what shouldn't, mm -hmm. you know, when someone's going through something personal, how is it handled in the workplace? Where's the confidentiality? You know, all of mm -hmm. that kind of mm -hmm. thing. So, you know, you're, you're saying, you're using a technical platform LinkedIn. Somebody's using that tool to get get ahead, get get go to the next place, change a career, do yeah. whatever. It's, yeah. it's, it's their thing. Yeah. You know, and you're saying you're helping them keep the confidentiality there. You know, mm -hmm. can you mm -hmm. just maybe speak on that for a short while? Or yeah. Give a no problem. Um, yeah. So. You know, before I before I train anybody, like before I go into a company or before I work one on one, like there's a very comprehensive form uh, that yeah. somebody has to fill out. And I always ask them like the top three things you want to get out of this. And it's really interesting when I go in-house because what I find is kind of like the more senior you go, the more like responsibility and the more senior you are. Um, I seem to find that people, those types of people, they might be on Facebook or they might yeah. not. They, they're not really that keen on Facebook. They're definitely not on Twitter. Um, they think that they just get trolled and that their lives will just be over if they go on Twitter. Um, they use WhatsApp. Um, they might be on Instagram, depending. Yeah. But then LinkedIn is the big exception because they they know that that they need to be on LinkedIn because you know it's the professional platform but yet they're bringing that um that social media fear basically yeah. they're bringing the twitter fear onto LinkedIn and um so I suppose you know I asked them like the top three things that they want to get out of it a lot of the time Philip it's just confidence 
you know, yeah. it's just a very broad general statement going, I want to know the do's and the don'ts, which I have a bit of an issue with. I don't think LinkedIn is black and white and I don't want to yeah, put yeah. fear into anybody going, do this, but don't do this. Um, but also it's just a very, very general statement. Like, um, yeah, I just want to feel more confident using the platform. So yeah. that brings me then into the actual training. And one of the very first things that I do, and I've learned um, the hard way to do this very first, is um, privacy settings. Yeah. Um, so yeah. we go into the privacy settings and I show them how to turn off the, the share network yeah. changes. So, you know, if you change your job title or if you add a yeah. new job title, we turn that off. Because if we're only messing around with our job title, we don't want that yeah. appearing on the LinkedIn yeah. feed as that automatic yeah. con- congratulations, you've a new job. Yeah, wow, yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a huge like, However, broadcast. Yeah, exactly. However, imagine you do get a hard earned internal promotion or you do change jobs, you know, and you pass your probation and you're very happy there. Then I show them how to use it almost like a press release yeah. as a broadcast. Yeah. But the difference there is that they're in control and yeah. they they know the technical um, implications uh, of what's going to happen if we flick the button over to yeah. on. We make yeah. our job change and we hit save. And some of them, you know, they do follow up or um, some of them may have got a new job title yeah. in, in the past six months, a hard earned promotion. Yeah. And they say, do you know what now? I'm going to go in there and I'm going to make my change and I'm going to turn on that button and tell my whole network like yeah. a press release. Yeah. And I go, yeah. fair play, fair enough. Then yeah. there's other elements. Um, you know, like you have a, a public profile on LinkedIn. Yes, yeah. So yeah. you have your full profile, but if I find you on, on Google, um, it's kind of like a privacy kind yeah. of wall. So you can open that up as much as you want, or you can lock yeah. that down as much as you want. And actually, that's quite interesting because a lot of people may not have their, their photograph on that. Um, but a lot of salespeople, business development are just like, oh, my God, I didn't realize that, like, if you land on my yeah. profile and we're not connected, you can't see my yeah. picture. So, yeah. again, and I, I leave that totally up to them. I just yeah. say it's up to you. It's your internal temperature. You know, um, I I don't make anybody put stuff out there that they don't want to do. Um, So I suppose that's very important, basically, just setting that tone at the start and just saying this is how you control your profile. This is how you open it up or this is how you close it down as much as you want. But you just said something there, Louise, again, and Mm. I'll say it again. You said it Mm. without realizing that you're speaking the same language as me. Mm. You said it's up to your internal temperature. Yeah. what you want to show people and yeah. that's absolute yeah. respect for yeah. privacy that that runs like as a thread through your business mm. you know mm. and you're showing them how to protect their data so like mm. um the the privacy data protection people would have this sort of constant uh, conflict of it, privacy versus data protection where does one end where does one begin mm. some people say mm. it's cut mm. and dried black and white privacy is this side data protection is that side but you know in this example here it's a it's a beautiful example of they are private people Mm. they want to protect their privacy so the data protection tools are there to help them protect their privacy and then you might have like some salespeople, some business development people you know very like big outgoing personalities and they're like yeah you know give give, give them everything yeah no problem (laughs) if i'm going to get like that kind of person would their linkedin profile reflect them and their private life yeah. or is it, mm. most of the time yeah that's interesting because i would know a lot of people in my space that have a public persona 
yeah. you know yeah. I, i'm not saying like sort of schizo yeah. whatever crazy yeah, people, i know yeah but, you know they have yeah. their their public <laughs> professional persona and then their private life is very different mm. Mm. you know they create this digital sort of um, division kind of almost personality yeah yeah a persona i suppose it's yeah. your digital persona because you're like the show person but then yeah. um perhaps on Facebook you know you're a lot more you might just put photos of your dog yeah. photos of your garden yeah. you're probably a lot more reserved um because you're just so exhausted probably from yeah. maintaining your yeah. your online persona yeah 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 and your rights does get exhausting doesn't it it does um, absolutely yeah, yeah and that's like the whole point of sort of privacy by design and that 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 should be the default yes you know and you open up what you need but anyway mm. okay I sent you over some questions yes and we won't take too much of your time up because I know no it's problem. so valuable. Thank you. <laughs> um, and we just go through them sort of yeah. as briefly as we can, but, but covering yeah. the, the substance. So the first one is, where did you first come to grips with data protection GDPR? And that's not like sort of only professionally. Mm. It's like, where did it sink into you that actually this is here to stay or this matters mm. or how did it impact you? So, well, I suppose I used to work um, in a global online marketing team for um, a recruitment agency, a multinational yeah. recruitment agency. And um, I mean, you can just imagine the volume of CVs uh, yeah. coming in. And um, our, our data team was excellent. And I suppose it began, like conversations began to kind of filter yeah. down throughout the business and words like, you know, explicit consent, you know, implicit consent, all this. Um, and because I would have been working on like website builds. So I suppose yeah. we always had to to kind of overlap with the data team. So they would come yeah. up with like wording and we would like implement it. And, yeah. um, you know, they custom designed like, you know, the privacy policy, you know, a huge yeah. amount of work yeah. went into that. So I suppose that was the start of it. And then... Um, before the the GDPR um, um, was came into being, I remember going to one or two kind of workshops. Uh, Court yeah. Chamber had an excellent yeah. like half day one yeah. in the Maryborough Hotel, and yeah. a few representatives from um, the is it the Protection Commissioner's office. Yeah, um, they came down, but there was also a little mini workshop um, for marketers. So like there were mini workshops yeah. for different yeah. kind of industries. And I just remember it was only it was supposed to be like a 25 minute workshop, but like she just got so many questions. Yeah. And um, I just remember her saying over and over again that like marketing people uh, were saying like my data, like my lists, my email lists, my data. And she was like, yeah. And she was like, guys, it's not your data. You know, it's, it's my name. It's my phone number. It's my email address. Um, it actually doesn't belong to you it's mine yeah. and that that kind of really resonated with me yeah. and I just thought actually yeah you know when you come out of that marketing space um, and when somebody actually says it um, you yeah. don't own this um, yeah. like you're given it but it's not yours so I think um, that you're a guardian of it yes yes a custodian yes um, so that was the start of it and then I suppose I see I don't I don't have my own email list you know and I, I kind of purposely didn't didn't start doing yeah. that because I felt the responsibility was huge just because I'm a one woman yeah. show um so I kind of kind of went went into the background a lot 
Um, and maybe maybe that's a little bit naive on my behalf, just because, you know, I didn't have an email list and I wasn't kind of, you know, actively going out there gathering people's data. Um, and that was all fine. That was all grand. And then when I started looking at, at kind of launching the online platform yeah. then, and then when I started moving into that space of... Um, you need to you sell know, something. Well, you going to selling do? something, yes. But also, um, Getting a word you out. know, people, yeah, and people uh, actually creating accounts, you know, on yeah, this yeah, on my yeah, online yeah. platform, credit card details. So that's yeah. all being handled by Stripe. Yeah. But yeah. like I am going to have a database of users. Yeah. And then that's when I obviously I came to you at that stage and yeah. I was like, you know, look, this is unknown territory um, yeah. and I want to do it properly and I want to do yeah. it right. And, yeah. you know, what, what, how do we go about doing this? So yeah. I suppose that's kind of like my my data GDPR journey um, yeah. as, as a business owner. But yeah. as, as just a regular website user, you know, I, I, I reject all the cookies. You know, when I yeah. go onto the website and the box yeah. pops up and it says accept all, I'll go like see the vendor list and I'll reject all. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever noticed it, but um, one or two sites have, after I hit reject all, one or two sites will pop up a little box going, oh, we really rely on these cookies for advertising. Um, you know, change yeah. your preference here, yeah. click accept. No. And I'm yeah. just like, no, no. Um, no. tough, tough lads. Yeah. You know, I don't think me rejecting your cookies is going to implement your advertising revenue. No. Um, no. But I'm just a bit of a devil that way anyway. Do you know what I mean? I just wouldn't kind of. I just no, but wouldn't. Louise, you're not. And like, don't yeah. put that on your own head because absolutely yeah. not at all should yeah. they be doing that. And that's what, like, if you if you follow the data protection conversations mm. and you read the, the current literature out there, it's dark patterns. You know, if, you, if you're bored of a day and you want to just go and have a look, okay. look up yeah. dark dark pattern dark yeah. patterns um in the way things are written so you know when we even look at like the cookie banners that we're putting up the teeny tiny ones at the bottom you know it shouldn't say like oh we use cookies to enhance your experience on the site like if we're saying we use cookies to enhance your experience on the site, how exactly are we enhancing your personal experience on the website you know yeah. does the cookie help m m the website sort of i don't know brighter darker whatever Just you know like green you know my favorite exactly green, yeah so, exactly yeah, so yeah. we it should yeah. be absolutely factual these are the cookies this is what they do accept them don't accept them not even a compulsion yeah. to accept them slight compulsion to accept them actually, yeah i wouldn't say terrifying but it is it can be a little bit overwhelming when you see the entire list of vendors yeah. you know and yeah. when they're listed alphabetically and you're scrolling down 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 it's insanity. And I'm just like, it's insanity i was like what do all these companies do and and how can there be so many of them so yeah go yeah. go look up and see what the brave the brave browser is doing johnny ryan um and that crowd right. okay. you know um it's like this fight against ad tech because there's mm. this massive machine basic and this is really not me with my tinfoil hats on this is fact like <laughs> you know <laughs> there's this massive machine of like data sucking that's creating profiles on all of us and you know at the end of the day uh, we're being influenced in ways that we shouldn't be online yeah. it's that simple yeah. so you mm. know by rejecting mm. all the cookies mm. going back to your original statement mm. rejecting all the cookies mm. you're saying no i mm. will not participate in this but louise you know what's scary is like when you reject all a lot of the technology that's implemented does not in fact do what it should do.
Mm. So the cookies are still dropping on your computer. Yeah. And yeah. people think that they're yeah. not because they've got this solution that they just chuck down their well, side. Yeah, you know, at the back of my mind, I'm going, I'm hitting reject here now, but like there's yeah, obviously you're, something you're inbuilt bad, yeah. somewhere. I probably need to, you know, clear and, you know the way some of them are like opt out, like you have to yeah. go to their website and you have to opt out. Um, that's, a, that's, well. yeah. that's, that's also that's that's not good default behavior yeah but yeah that that actually answers the second question i was going to ask you the mm. impact on you personally so like mm. you you have this fantastic understanding of your own privacy and how to look after it you know mm. and it's a great message to get out to people because you know in your own life you understand the impact and you're you're living it you're carrying it through to your professional life which only benefits the people you know who come to you mm. as clients because you have this yeah. understanding which yeah. is fantastic yeah okay so Number three, where have you seen the opportunities for your own business in the context of the GDPR? You know, you've touched briefly on this when you discussed mm. the, the course design and looking mm. at the data that you're going to collect. So, mm -hmm. you know, it might be an opportunity. It might just be a consideration as part of your business. You know, just a short point on that. Yes. Um, well, I suppose, you know, some of like you know my core values and like when I was setting up Smart Fox um, the core values there would have been you know reliable and um, you know knowledgeable you know kind of on the cutting edge like you know quite innovative um, but I also think you know treating treating people's data like you know with respect um, that for me I suppose it's just it's just a ground rule that I would have and I guess you know, if, if I have somebody who's a job seeker and perhaps, you know, they've been out of work for many months as I yeah. was um, three years ago, or, you know, if, if they're thinking about changing jobs, um, you know, kind of quietly, basically, they're unhappy where they are. Yeah. Like if they're going to be parting with money, um, yeah. for me, I suppose that that contract kind of go, goes beyond that. And um, yeah, like, you know, I put together the best course that I can yeah. for them. And now I, it, it's not just about the online, it's just about the videos, about the content. It's the whole service offering, like yeah. the whole package. Um, and I just think that it's, I don't know, call me naive, but I just think it's the right thing to do. It's not naive, um, it's absolutely yeah, the right thing to yeah. do. Yeah. But um, like there is a responsibility there as well. You know, you do have um, a weight of responsibility and I just want to make sure that um, that that all goes well. So I suppose I'm hoping that if I can show, like through all the steps and through all the yeah. elements of the business, um, that I am like like everything is being done properly, like from all elements, from like top yeah. to bottom. Yeah. That yeah. that in turn will instill like trust in in yeah. me and trust in my yeah. brand as well. Yeah, and I'm just gonna say, like, I did not um, influence what you said in any way here no, and now. That's entirely you yourself. And uh, <laughs> yeah. the reason why I'm saying that is because that's absolutely the message we're trying to get out to people. And I'm so happy that you said it that way because yeah. a lot of people would go, "Oh, I'm only gonna do it like sort of if there's a risk of a fine or enforcement or a complaint." And yeah. we just really, we really don't want people to live that way because that's mm. no way mm. to sort of live in your professional life like mm. this is something that enhances your service offering and really does absolutely 100% your correct build trust 
you know, it does build it's trust. Just, um, it's just your your brand, you know, yeah. as a marketer, your brand doesn't start and stop with, with just the service that you offer. The brand exactly. is like yeah. the transparency behind the scenes yeah. as well. Um, and that's something that I, I see when I go in and out to companies. And the yeah. first question I always get asked is content. You know, what's the yeah. best time to put up content? What's the best type of content? Whereas I'd be looking at them going, you know, you have a great team here. Like you have a great culture here. Why not try and get that across? Yeah. Like that's part of your brand as well. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, when you adhere to, to best practice across everything, across yeah. all of elements of your business. And I think that's um that's a marker, you know, it is yeah. a real kind of trust building uh, marker. But it's hard work. I mean, like I could have I could have just launched my videos there like months ago. Um, yeah. but instead, you know, I want to get this right. And you know, we were talking about before about revenue and VAT, and yeah. that's just like a minefield in itself. So I'm working with yeah. a tax specialist yeah. on that. So, you know, maybe that's just me, like do it and do it well and do it to the best but of your ability. You're building the correct foundation and framework yeah. to hook everything onto. So you're not yeah. going to be cleaning up later, you know, you're, yeah. you're starting, right? Which is fantastic. Yeah. I, um, I, Of course, there is the threat of like a fine or a complaint. That's not your motivation. Yeah, that's the motivation. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to avoid. Yeah. yeah. Across everything, you know, with revenue, yeah. with data. But if I go to the right people, and follow the right steps then um you know that will protect me then further or further down the line or you know hopefully i won't even get into a situation because i'll have done everything right at the start yeah, yeah. um i have uh, another client that i've worked with for two or two or three years now mm. um you know ongoing maturing their compliance and they would be exactly what you're saying there they would be getting awards for sustainability you know yeah. they're their compliance to um, uh, modern slavery legislation, uh, you know, yeah. anti-slavery. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it right, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yes, um, yeah. Like, like everything, they would go for the industry standard awards mm, mm. that are recognized in their space for all of these things, you know, particularly sustainability now, I think is the focus there. But, mm. um, you know, you, you're absolutely right when you say when you're in that mindset and you're showing that you're in it for the long haul, and you're going to do it right it's a mm. it's a huge plus for your business okay so number four we've spoken about a little bit as well is where have you seen the opportunities for your clients in terms of you being compliant with the law gdpr data protection yeah um again it you know comes down to the trust part as well yeah. and i suppose um you know they're very they're they're quite closely linked um people's feeling some people's feelings towards LinkedIn you know yeah. how much information do I give away yeah. um connecting you know connecting yeah. with like other people who do I connect yeah. with who do I not connect with so there is a theme there is a pattern there of like I suppose being public and being visible on a social media platform and you layer the whole it's tied to your job you know it's yeah. tied to your professional career and there's a lot of fear there around like doing something wrong um yeah. bizarrely a lot of nobody really asks me about what LinkedIn doing you know with all yeah. this information yeah. um they're just more concerned about not I suppose not making um an Egypt out of themselves like yeah. on LinkedIn by yeah. doing something wrong so I suppose um you know when you map that on then to to GDPR like as as a customer as an individual um like there are kind of similar themes there but yeah. to be honest like when I'm training 
the whole data like I'm the one who's kind of saying oh LinkedIn now has that data so yeah. you know LinkedIn has your profile so when it's showing you jobs it's working off yeah. of your your profile and yeah. so I'm the one actually in training who's kind of pointing out yeah all these for them to be aware of it well. yeah 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 and oh, you know really it, 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 yeah. it plugs in with them um, like Microsoft as yeah. well um and there is like in, in it, the, it connects with outlook and your yes. like word you can pull information into the, the other applications too yes. quite easily yeah and and there's a cv builder too yeah. as well like in microsoft word but it's actually one of the privacy settings um yes, when you go to the, the privacy part and um, i think it's under account it yeah. says um you know third or it's under job seeking preferences yeah. it's like a third party um like third party applications and stuff and I had yeah. to go off looking up that and from what I can see yeah it's Outlook and it's Microsoft Word yeah. as well so again um I you know I'm not an expert like by any means in that area but in case I ever get asked like you know I do need to know um but yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's always kind of like me pointing out little things going you know LinkedIn yeah. is showing you this because it has yeah all, all of this but it's, it's raising the the awareness in the public Louise because mm. Um, I just had a, a discussion there on Twitches this morning about the use of WhatsApp in the work context, you know. Yeah. Um, it yeah. was quite a yeah. convoluted discussion, but uh, <laughs> part of it was when you're doing your legitimate interest assessment, like if you're processing on a legitimate interest, how do you justify um, the use of WhatsApp? And one of the pointers in a legitimate interest assessment would be um, for the data subject, would they consider your data processing to be a, a reasonable use of their data or mm. how what are you doing what you're doing is that reasonable so what I was trying to say is like if you look at the, the current landscape in front of us mm. people are quite happy to conduct business on Facebook mm. they're all over LinkedIn they're on Twitter mm. they're everywhere so if I say to a data subject you know I've got you on a LinkedIn list they're not going to be surprised by that you know, yeah, so yeah. where the person I was chatting to was like, but there's such huge privacy concerns and X, Y, and Z. And I was like, yes, I know that. I know that. But what I'm saying is the criteria is, would the data subject be surprised? Yeah. And they wouldn't because like they don't know a lot of the time, mm. you know, that their data is. Actually, yeah. I can fill you in. Like I know yeah. from talking to one or two recruiters, when they're dealing with, and I hate this term, millennials, yeah. but when they're, yeah. let's say, dealing with like under 30s, uh, yeah. they won't they won't answer their phones. Yeah. So they'd be ringing them and they won't answer their phones. Yeah. Whereas now um, they they message them on WhatsApp and they'll actually yeah. reply, like the, the, the candidate, you know, the, exactly. whoever, the, the, the client. So if the client actually engages, prefers to engage with you on WhatsApp and if exactly. that allows you to kind of carry out your business, um, Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's it's their preference. That's exactly what I was saying yeah. this morning, Louise. It's mm. their preference to use it. Mm. So therefore, you meet them there. However, mm. like if I was asked professionally, what do we do? I would say, guys, there's WhatsApp for business where you get the correct contract. You have the correct controls over the conversation. Mm. So mm. register the recruitment business for WhatsApp for business and use that if that's what they prefer. Mm. You know, actually, so, can yeah. I ask you like a conspiracy theory that I have? Yeah. Yeah. You know, certain radio stations will say oh, yeah. WhatsApp us. 
So like they, you know, if I'm like entering competitions or yeah. if I'm like commenting on something, the back of my mind, like my marketing brain, I'm always like, are they just building up like profiles of uh, of their of who's messaging the station, yeah. you know, demographics, yeah. Yeah. who's entering, like she's female, she's this age, she's entering this competition. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. that, that's that's the whole ad tech thing. I say go mm. check it out. So say, let, let's use me as, as an example. I have two children. Okay, mm. two young ones. They want to go to Disney, whatever. You know, whenever they see Disney on the TV, they're like, enter the competition, mom. And I'm like, no, I'm not wasting my money. You know, enter mm. the competition, dad. And dad invariably lands up like, you know, sending a text or a WhatsApp. So there's a profile being built. There's a family yeah. of four, you know, who yeah. wants to go on holiday to Disney. What starts yeah. appearing in the feeds a week down the line, Louise? <gasps> holiday specials to Disney wherever, you yeah. know. So, yes, yeah. it does. Absolutely. Like, it's not even a conspiracy. It's just fact now. Yes, yeah. it does. But mm. that would depend on, like you say, specifically your radio station mm. um, storing the data or allowing access to that data. And having said that, I'll go back to the WhatsApp point and say mm. WhatsApp is owned by Facebook. And yeah. if you go and read like the T's and C's, you'll see mm. that there is like some obfuscation on the point of is there data sharing going on? And we can we should mm. assume we should mm. assume that mm. WhatsApp sharing data with Facebook in that regard. Oh, so. absolutely. Yeah. I remember um, was it last Christmas, I was watching one of the Harry Potter movies and I was yeah. WhatsApping a friend and Very I said, good, yeah. Um, yeah, like three Harry Potter films done, yeah. you know, like another two more to go or four more or whatever. Yeah. And honest to God, like I never mentioned that word, Harry Potter, like ever. The next day I opened up Facebook and there was a post at the very top okay. going, who is, if you were a Harry Potter character, which is your character? And yeah, um, yeah I, I, I just remember staring at it going, God almighty, like this is not a coincidence. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> moving yeah. on, moving on. For the yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, yeah. okay. So um, I am going to ask you to share a small positive story in terms of data protection, like where you've managed to help somebody like, you know, mm. you've spoken repeatedly about privacy settings and that. Mm. Do you have one that you would like to share or? Yes. Yeah. Um, well, I, yeah, I do. Yeah, like I have one, uh, one or two, but I think that whole um, turning off the yeah. share with network um, that can be a bit of a game changer for people as well and um, because a lot of them just don't know that this exists but also yeah. like with LinkedIn LinkedIn's a funny one right because we use it for yeah. work but yeah. it depends on what email address you have yeah. Um, yeah. as your primary email address so you know okay. that you can have like two three four five email addresses yeah. and you can log in with any of them but only one email address can be your primary email address, which means all the communications, all the yeah. emails go to that yeah. email address. So I always kind of mention, well, if I'm in-house, I kind of have to word it in a certain way. Yeah. The boss is in the room. But um, so a few times people have kind of said in the past that they might have their work email address on their LinkedIn profile, which is fine. But then if you're applying for a job through LinkedIn, it, oh sends God, yeah. the, it sends the confirmation to the primary email address. So that can be coming like into your work email. 
it can be saying, Louise, thanks for your application to, to this. Yeah. So um, when I'm dealing with um, job seekers, you know, um, or job changers, and yeah. quite often they're high level um, executives who just want to kind of um, change change roles, that's one of the first things that we would cover would be looking at that email address. Yeah. And um, you, you can put in your personal one as well. You can change it to be your, your primary email address. So I think that's kind of saved a few blushes for certain people. And then this is another story. Um, um, A high level um, exec who is is just um, kind of setting up their own consultancy at the moment. And um, their email address on their LinkedIn account, so they've like seven, 800 connections on that. That was their old job, basically. So about two years ago. Um, And they can't, they couldn't keep, they couldn't get into that account and they couldn't understand why and they kept hitting like the password reset button but they didn't realize that it was like the old two jobs ago email address yeah, yeah. so they created a, a second profile so they had two personal profiles and they had about four connections on the new one so yeah. um i i was kind of looking we were trying to kind of like get into it and then i said you know on the app i was like well is your phone number still the same yeah. as as the job two years ago and he said yeah yeah, yeah, it's always um, been that number. So we put in the phone number and then um, we had to like text a code, you know, to the phone, yeah. like to get in. And then all of a sudden he was in oh. this yeah. account that he'd been locked out of for two years. So yeah. we we had to add, you know, the new email address, yeah. like the personal yeah. Gmail email address. And there was the email, the, the signed up email address was two yeah. jobs ago. And literally there was silence, it was an online call, and there was about silence for about five seconds going, oh my God, like, I can't it, yeah. this, this, I've been trying to get into this account, yeah. like, for two years, and it was actually weighing enormously, like, on them, yeah. that, that they had 700 connections, and this is their account, yeah. and, wow, Louise, but, yeah. like, just think about the, the, the value in those 700 connections, mm. like, what, what, what's that, that's worth in, mm. you know, but wow. also like their career history, yeah. Um, he, you know they they weren't happy with it, and the dates were yeah. all wrong, and and like and I just got it in that moment, and I was like, that's your, yeah, that's all your data. That that's your personal, that's your professional work persona, and you don't have access. You don't yeah. have access to it now. Before this whole phone number thing, we did look at. Um, you know, LinkedIn, to be fair, and their help section is very good. It's very comprehensive. Yes, yeah, yeah. And there is a part where you can go where you can say, I don't know my password. Yeah. I don't know my email address. And you have to verify your identity and yeah. all the rest of it. But it's a process. Um, yeah. And like, thank God they have that. And I'm sure that, you know, every day they get messages from people going, I, I can't get access to my account. You know, it's my old email address, blah, 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 blah. But thank God um, the phone number was still the same and the phone number was connected and just the relief like the app the sheer relief so we we deleted the 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 new account with like four connections and then to be fair over a couple of days and this client did trojan work on their profile like it's kind of a plus profile now but he was just delighted like beyond yeah. delighted to finally and um, be able to to get access to yeah. to all to his entire um professional yeah. 
and profile. You know, that's, like, that's actually like, it's it's giving me like goosebumps because, <laughs> no, seriously, um, yeah. because like, you know, I kind of lose touch with that that side of yeah. humanity a bit. Like yeah. I've been yeah. my own boss for so long. I'm in total yeah. control of my entire yeah. life. Like yeah. just your stories of, and I wouldn't even think about it. Like emails yeah. going into um, yeah. a corporate inbox where I see this side of it, Louise. Mm. People have set up filters and keyword triggers and da 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 da. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 you know and this yeah. is where we go in and say listen the transparency the employees have a reasonable expectation of privacy if you're doing that you have to declare it they have to know about it you know mm. and all these discussions mm. are happening behind the scenes where like say you're a key employee in a business mm. your company could have set up trigger keywords to be alerted to the fact that you might be job seeking um most often mm. it's used like sort of for ip and security reasons you know that you're not emailing stuff out okay and yeah. It's stuff yeah like that so like legit yeah. but people do use it for for other reasons so mm. it's it's mm. frightening like to think that people don't know that they should have that other email address there like i'm also mm. the kind of person that turns off notifications of anything so only if i'm personally mentioned in a post i get an email about it yeah. Nothing else. Okay. Yeah. App. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Look. That yeah. that whole job seeking. Yeah. Uh, the the jobs part of LinkedIn. You know, with the, the icon at the top yeah. of the menu bar, yeah. it's a little yeah. um, briefcase. Yeah. Um. And in in the online course that I've put together, I have a whole section on um job yeah. seeking preferences because yeah. they're so important. Like really, yeah. really, really important. Um. Yeah. Especially if you are full time employment. And you are yeah. kind of doing it quietly. Um, you just need to know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And really, like, can you see now what I was saying to you? You do all of these things that are, <laughs> that are so amazing for data protection, yeah. but you don't know that you're doing them because you're yeah. speaking in your language and I'm speaking in my language. And you have such a depth of knowledge about it and how yeah. to help people. And I think it's just wonderful. So thank you so much. Oh, thank, thank you, you so much, Philippa. Thanks for your okay. time. Okay, I'm going to um, stop the recording. Okay. Just one second here. Um, okay, before we stop the recording, I'll just cut that little bit out in the middle. Is there anything you want to tell people to get in touch with you? How should yeah. they find you? What's the best yeah. way to find yeah. you? Okay, so if you yeah, if you want to get in touch with me, I suppose uh, the easiest thing to do is you can either find me on LinkedIn. So it's Louise Bunyan, my last name's B-U-N-Y-A-N, and the company is SmartFox. So my website's smartfox.ie. I've written a couple of blogs, just um, three things you should do on LinkedIn, even if you're not looking for a new job, yeah. you know, three yeah. more things you should do on LinkedIn yeah. and so on and so forth. So like if you are, unfortunately, let's say you have been like made redundant suddenly or, you know, you're not currently working, yeah. like there's all that free information there um, to help anybody. And if you're on Twitter, um, personally, it's at Lulu Bunyan or the the company one is smart fox digital as well oh, that's fantastic i hope yeah. people do go find you there thanks louise Please. thanks okay thanks a bill bye Thank bye thanks Philippa. We hope you enjoyed that episode of the GDPR series. If you do, please subscribe, find us on social media. We love to have a chat.